Welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, the program that shines a spotlight on positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization in the city of brotherly love. Coming to you live from the G-Town Radio Studio on Maplewood Mall in Germantown. Here's your host, Alina DeLisser. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show. My name is Alina, and joining me today is Germantown United's Emily Doley. Emily is an experienced community organizer and lifelong Germantown resident who has a deep understanding of both the history and present life of the neighborhood. Emily is the quarter manager for Germantown United. And she has over 10 years of professional experience in community programming, marketing, and public relations. Emily is known for her passion for helping people. She has a vested interest in improving cities from the ground up, connecting citizens with local government, and providing people working for socially progressive organizations with the vital information they need to fuel their work. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thanks for having me. So for those in our audience who may not be completely familiar with Germantown United, can you give us just a little bit of a description of what it is and what they do in the community? Sure. Germantown United Community Development Corporation uh, is a nonprofit organization that was founded really in a grassroots kind of way through uh, residents and other stakeholders um, in Germantown to make sure that there was community representation in conversations around the built environment and the changing neighborhood. So the mission of Germantown United is to promote and facilitate the revitalization of Germantown and its business quarters through a sustainable, creative, and community-driven approach to economic development. Um, How that kind of breaks down uh, in terms of uh, our areas of focus is is really kind of just split into two, commercial corridor revitalization work and also community building outreach and engagement work. Okay, great. So was I mistaken in saying that you grew up here or? Um... Oh, no. Oh, okay. I grew up in um, Lower Germantown. Somebody just called it the bottom to me the other oh, day. And okay. I was like, oh, the bottom. <laughs> Um, all right. <laughs> um, that's what? like a graduate hospital thing or like Grace oh, Ferry. Okay. There's a, there's a part of the city called the Forgotten Bottom. Um, but it's, it's kind of funny. Like, so below Shelton is lower Germantown Avenue, but like, it's not beneath anything. Right. It's just lower right. and downhill. Um, but yeah, that's why somebody called it the bottom. Yeah. Um, I, since birth, I had lived on West Rockland Street, which is between Germantown Ave and Green, closer to Wayne Junction. Um, so, and also closer to Nicetown. Okay. Um, and my family moved when, so I'm not a lifelong resident. Oh, okay. I had a break. Okay. Um, For college or? Um, no, a little bit sooner than that. Um, I have an older sister 
And when she was uh, starting at Temple, my mother and I moved to Havertown um, to live with um, my grandmother. And so I went to part of middle school and high school in Havertown. Then I went to college in D.C. Then I moved back to Germantown to the same house on West Rockland Street because my sister, she didn't live on campus for temples so we kept the house so right when I I was like 12 so right when I was moving she was starting school okay um so I've been back for over 10 years now I don't live on my sister still lives down there um down there in the bottom (laughs) (laughs) representing um so my sister still lives there we still have our family house um we finally separated like a year ago so I got my own apartment in Germantown congratulations yeah so so what what are some of your earliest memories of of you know growing up in the neighborhood and how was it how was it changed when you came back after that that break it's interesting i feel like i've um i've seen like three three very distinct phases of germantown um when i was growing up what i remember was lots of kids um playing on the block um, block parties, uh, the parks, um, just interesting culture. Mm-hmm. It just being like kind of a place. Well, I'll tell you what, when I went to Havertown, I had culture shock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, there were like five African-American students in my class. Um, uh, my family is multiracial. Um, I'm black and white, and that was like that was like major, major shock mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also just culturally, like going from uh, the city and our life in the city um, to Havertown was very, very different. Mm-hmm. So in the city, I mean, you know, we didn't. Like Philadelphia is is small. Mm-hmm. It's like our, it's a big world. Right, like, right, right. We left the block, um, and my mom worked um, in social justice and was the founder of Bread and Roses Community Foundation. So we oh, were always cool. doing a lot of different interesting activities around the city. Um, so I missed it. So I definitely wanted to come back. So when you said there were like three different phases, what would you what would you say the second and third phase were? Right. So when I came back, um, it was just after college. I think when did I graduate? I'm like super bad at dates. Um, I think I graduated college in 2005. Okay. Um, and I came back. I got a job. Um, I was working in Mount Airy. Um, at a small boutique public relations company that worked with all arts and culture organizations and nonprofits. Um, I was like living my life. All was good. I didn't really actually do much in the community aside from live Live, here. mm -hmm. I lived here. Mm -hmm. Um, And the 2009 foreclosure crisis is really like when things changed again. Um, You know, like our block was fine. And like, we're we're longtime residents of the block, so like we know all the people, um, and like we've got a lot of elders on our block, like who we've known for our entire lifetimes, um, and things started to change after that. About ten households lost their houses on our one street. Wow! So we got hit pretty hard, and you know, 
And things change mm-hmm. after something like that. Right, right. And so that kind of reactivated your your desire well, to it it wasn't exactly a reactivation. Um I had done a lot of like organizing in high school and college um for around LGBTQ um rights and education. And then I kind of just turned into your average college student and didn't do anything. Um of real value, <laughs> social value. Uh, so I've like, I mean, I feel like we have been community organizers in our blood from our parents. Um, my parents met doing um, political activism in West Philly, like in the 70s. Okay. So, um, and what changed was, you know, quality of life um, was clearly changing on our street. We had more trash. Um, more disputes happening, like outside, um, issues with abandoned properties, more ambulances, more police, um, more violence, I would say more domestic. Um, so there were just like really a lot of changes Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's a row home block, so it's close quarters. And my sister and I were like, well, let's start doing some, my sister was a green thumb. And so people were always asking her about her garden and stuff like that to the degree that she was like, I'm too busy to help all these individual people. I got to do it on one day. Um, so we like started doing some cleaning and greening projects and cleanups. And uh, we ended up doing a project called Grow This Block, which was a block wide planting day. And that was really awesome. Um, for a couple years, we really saw a shift in engagement with both old residents of the block and new residents of the block. Um, And that was actually, it was really incredible, but we kind of couldn't keep it up. Mm -hmm. So we did this, this grassroots project. We dubbed it the West Rockland street project. Um, We had a blog about it. The blog's still online. It has lots of great tips for doing like block work. If anyone wants to check it out, I think it's rocklandstreet.wordpress.com. Okay. Um, Everything's all still there and archived, uh, but we couldn't keep up. Um, and really, that was another change. So what happened then is, of course, it seems like, in a way, depending on where you live in Germantown, what you experience is further disinvestment before the community comes up again. Okay. okay. And so we had more issues with more serious crime and violence um actually our house was shot up um by accident uh, that we were not the target but like that's pretty scary um young person who lived next door to us was paralyzed shot on the porch oh my god we lost another neighbor um who was killed on his porch um no one's ever caught for any of these things so it was a lot of trauma so this was between 2009 and like 2013 yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in 2015, you um, started working with Germantown United. Yes. And so it was the, the the community mission that really resonated with you. What was it about Germantown United that appealed to you? Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting because when I graduated college, um, I had one job basically. Um, and like I worked with organizations like the Live Arts Festival and Philly Fringe and Philly Young Playwrights and uh, the Wilma Theater. And it was really interesting and engaging. 
um, work and I'm, I'm very interested in the arts. So like I call myself a professional audience member. I don't really have that kind of talent, performance talent. Um, but I like to be, be in the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was at the time towards the end of that career, just doing, um, so much volunteer work that I actually stopped doing like the other part of life, (laughs) which is like your social life, your friends, dating, like all of those things I wasn't doing. And it was finally like, hmm, this could be my job, actually. I really like this. I'd like to dig deeper. I'd like to pursue it further. So there was a gap where I did some freelance work after I left my job. Um, And I was moving more into the arena of community development. I did some work with the Philadelphia Mural Arts Program and Design Philadelphia. I worked with the Urban Affairs Publication Next City. Um, And then um, I got an opportunity at Germantown United. That's cool. So in your current role as quarter manager, um, what are you responsible for? What does your job uh, consist of? It's um, So we participate in what's called the Targeted Targeted Corridor Management Program, uh, which is under the City of Philadelphia Commerce Department. And like the main focus of that program uh, is to support commercial corridor revitalization efforts and support small businesses in the city. So, excuse me, <coughs> that kind of shakes out in a lot of different ways, um, depending on what neighborhood you, in, mm-hmm. you are in or even what part of the business district you're in. So the main audience is businesses and merchants, commercial property owners, um, and entrepreneurs that are interested in doing business in Germantown. Um, And we play the role of like being kind of a supreme connector to resources on the ground. So our organization, we're out and about, talking to businesses, talking to property owners, um, hosting programs for entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. that are interested in opening businesses in Germantown um, and making sure that they know about all the resources that exist right now and are available to them as like Philadelphia business owners. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we make a lot of referrals and connections. uh, And that's kind of done organically. Because there's so many resources out there, like you might need, if you're, let's just say, all right, I'm a business owner, I get a building, I need a new sign, because I don't really have a good sign, I got a banner sign, and it's time that I take it up a notch. Um, So there would be resources available to me to help me support making that type of improvement. The Commerce Department has a grant program called the Storefront Improvement Program, uh, which is a 50% reimbursable grant that helps to support facade improvements at commercial businesses. Um, And facade improvements, like what that is, it's a bunch of things. It's signage and awnings. It's if you wanted to switch like your solid security grates to see-through ones so you can advertise your business more when you're not open. Um, It's doing things like painting the outside of your business, getting new windows or doors, Facade lighting, which is very important for um, safety. Um, Brick pointing, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot that you can do with it. Um, and But it's not something that people know about. Uh, 
very broadly unless you're looking. Right. Basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like that's one of the goals is to make sure that people in this community know about what's available to them right now. Um, And that those funds are only available to us because I I don't like to view our community as a distressed community, but that's what it's considered that makes it this funding available to us. Okay. Okay. So with reg- with regards to the funding, um, basically the business owners, you're putting the business owners in, in touch with these resources. Um, is Germantown United actually helping people fill out the paperwork or it's just making the connection that the, the resource exists? So yes, it depends. Um, some business owners are like, give me the application See you later. Okay. Um, <laughs> and other business owners um, need more of a walkthrough or just want more of a walkthrough. So we do it all. Yeah. Okay. So I have helped people with applications. Um, another thing that is um, I've also made referrals for contractors. It's obviously up to the business owner who they want to work with. You okay. have to get mm-hmm. two bids. Um, they have to meet some requirements. I explain what the, all the requirements are, but this is not something that like we dictate everything. Right, right. Um, I, in general, always make recommendations for um, aesthetic and um, kind of pointing out what I think are some of the elements that would really enhance their business or grow their business. So like really signage and lighting and window display is like major Um, and a lot of people, uh, could improve there. Um, so, so we do help with filling out the applications. We can do that. But another place that we kind of come into the mix is when those applications are reviewed, um, down by the commerce, the folks at the commerce department, they have a committee, um, that reviews them and includes commerce staff and some like outside architects and folks like they take it seriously because they're putting money into this. Um, so they have to kind of uh, approve of like the designs that they're helping to fund. And so, so you, and you know, you know, kind of what they're looking for. So you're able to help the businesses shape their application. Yeah, exactly. And so what I try to do is help make sure that like I, I will review people's applications before they submit it. And I really like to do that because I already know if they miss some things that are going to be um, questioned. And so, like, that's another kind of part of the process. So when an application for Germantown is going to be reviewed, I'll go to the meeting. Um, and I'm allowed, through my job, uh, to sit in on the meeting. And I can... The review answer. committee. I'm, okay. Yes. Okay, so great. I can sit in on the review committee um, and... Basically, when questions come up, if I'm well-versed enough, I can answer them right then and there and keep moving things along. So what I'm trying to prevent are delays. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to get things done quickly. And, you know, when you're doing a grant program, you're already experiencing, um, I wouldn't call it a delay, but like you're put on a timeline. Right, right. That maybe you didn't have before. And so we move things along pretty quickly, but like basically I can be a representative for business there. Um, and I can, I generally will work with the business afterwards if like the committee is requesting more documentation. So I do that as well. I've done that for a couple projects recently that were pretty like 
they were complicated projects, so it was to be expected. So does the committee, um, how does the process actually work? Are they meeting monthly to review the applications? Is there a deadline by which um, the businesses have to, or it's a rolling? It's so- rolling. You can apply anytime, and um, Commerce Department runs a tight ship. Like, they're one of the best city departments out there. Um, I definitely 100% believe that. Um, So within a month of submitting your application, you should be, like, approved or be sent a list of questions if, like, more information is needed. Um, And also then when you complete your project and you submit the documentation at the end of that, um, that shows that you completed your project, you did what you were said you were going to do, um, the reimbursement check is also cut within okay. a month as well. Okay. So if things move along accordingly, it's not it's a, a time process. suck. Okay. It's actually smooth. And people can see pretty quickly that, wow, the, you know, the, the city and Germantown United are really helping, helping us. Yeah, so um, a building that recently used storefront improvement program um funding is uh 5901 wayne avenue it used to be germantown auto supply a new business just opened in it last week ultimo coffee um ultimo is a tenant it was the property owner that applied and they were doing a full gut renovation so yeah Yeah, mm -hmm. so the um the funding that helped to support some of the facade improvements i mean it was obviously only a drop in the bucket But it allowed them to actually invest in some more higher quality stuff because they were getting this discount. So that was a corner property. So they were eligible for a $15,000 grant, um, which I believe they got the whole thing. Oh, that's great. So so typically these grants, there are minimum, is there a minimum maximum amount or it's just based on a case-by-case basis and what the Commerce Department feels is... No, so a mid-block, prop- a mid-block property is eligible for 10000 So to get 10000 you'd have to spend twenty because it's 50% reimbursable. So the scope of your project would have to be twenty, and you'd get ten back. If you spent $5,000, you would get 2500 back. So there's no minimum... Um, but the okay. max is 10. And then for a corner property, it's 15. Now, we are starting to get into a situation where we have some larger buildings that have multiple storefronts. And depending on how they're structured, each storefront, even though it might be part of one technical address, does qualify. Oh, okay. um, So those situations... It is a little bit on a case-by-case basis because it really depends on how it's structured. Like, for example, um, another property that did a storefront improvement program is um, on Lower Germantown Avenue, 5026-28 Germantown Avenue. And it's it's one large building with two storefronts. So, like, they put in two applications for each side. But, like, if you're just standing there on the street, you're really only going to kind of see it as one building with okay. two mm-hmm. storefronts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that can be really beneficial. And they did an amazing job on that building down there, too. So does the city put any sort of limit in terms of how many applications can come from one particular uh, community development group? 
I've not year. been told of any limit. They want to see more. Okay, great. I mean, that's like one of our big goals this year is to increase the number of SIP applications because it's facade improvement is like very significant change that the community can see, see mm-hmm. and benefit from. Um, and it really is something that's helping to improve our kind of aging infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your stretch goal for 2019 for number of applications? What would be a good a good number to shoot? I know we're still at the beginning of 2019. Yeah. You but. know, I didn't set a number. Okay. Um, but I should. I kind of, I mean, we're bringing on another new person who's going to be a business business development manager and who will be doing some of this work with me. I'd like to see if we could get like, I want to say 12 to 15. Okay. Because that sounds doable, mm-hmm. but I actually want to do more than that. Okay, good. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just, now I'm on the line. Now I will say though, just so you know, we do have requirements from the Commerce Department. Like we do re- quarterly reports on all of our work. Um, we are constantly pitching SIP. And walking people through things that doesn't always result in applications. Okay. Um, but yeah, trying to keep it going. So tell us what, what the acronym stands for. The SIP. SIP. Oh, sorry. I, I'm supposed to not speak in acronyms. <laughs> I really hate when people do that, actually. And I'm usually it's better natural. about it. It's but natural. SIP is such a one that I hear all the time. It stands for Storefront Improvement Program. Okay, good, good. So walk us through literally a typical day for you. I mean, I imagine that you're out there in the community talking to a lot of people face to face. It's not just sitting in an office somewhere. So can you tell us, and I know that maybe you don't have a typical day, but what would be uh, an ideal day for you, a day in the life? Yeah, it's not quite a typical day. Um, And we do have an office now, actually, that people visit. So we actually have, once we move to the corridor, so we're at 5320 Germantown Avenue at the corner of Penn Street. We're right across the street from G-Town Tees and Maker Pizza, um, right next door to Perfectly Flawless, um, which is a fashion store. I mean, we've got great neighbors and great visibility now, so we actually get walk-ins, which is totally awesome. So we do have to be there sometimes. Um, but otherwise it kind of depends on what's going on because we also assist with like mitigating problems that business owners might be experiencing. So it depends on what I observe or, um, what comes my way. So like, for example, this week I'm helping a business owner that relocated, um, from one part of the district to another, and they've been trying to get their gas line set up. It they're in like three months of not having heat and like that's just ridiculous and it doesn't help support a small business. So um, they were referred to me. I've been making phone calls and like trying to get some straight answers from PGW and also using the connections that we have uh, to try to see what we can do to help move this along Um, because it's, it's that's, issue is hurting a small business that is already in operation. Like, um, it's not like they're opening and then experiencing these, these delays they're in operation. So that's one problem. Another, um, that I'm working and this is a good way to give you a, 
a day in the life because like this is what I'm about to go do right after I leave here. Um, I have to check on a construction site because I got some complaints from a neighboring business um, and I need to see if it seems like that's all true. Um, but regardless, it was a complaint. And one of the things we do is um, mitigate disputes between business owners. So I'm going to talk to both of them, see how we can improve communications. Um, so you're like part therapist, part <laughs> peacemaker, part detective. It's funny. Um, so the targeted corridor management program is citywide and the Commerce Department brings um, corridor managers or people who are like, not everyone has that title, but they may receive this funding. So they bring us all together um, all the time for different um, trainings, but also some networking. And like, so we get to talk amongst one another and like the best description I've ever heard is like a social worker for businesses. And like that is spot on. That is spot on. I like that. So, so yeah. So like, that's like, might not sound all that like sexy, um, but I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. No, it is definitely. I mean, and it's hard to do business in Philadelphia. So if you have someone who can support you, um, it's a good thing. So I hope that our work is helping to uh, make businesses stronger mm-hmm. and more resilient. Mm-hmm. So I know that in addition to helping existing businesses, you're also about encouraging new businesses and helping to ensure that there's a variety of different types of um, businesses in the neighborhood. So what are some of the categories of businesses that the neighborhood needs more of? I know that they're all your babies, but which, which one, and they're all your favorites, but which category of business would you like to see more of in the neighborhood or the neighborhood really could benefit? Right. Well, the number one thing from all walks of life um, is people want more sit down restaurants. Okay. Hands down. And um, we did a market analysis that also like revealed, oh, so family style, like a no brainer. I mean, it's so, so yes, that's a no brainer. Um, But we also did do a study that like would say the same thing to try to convince uh, big property owners who control a lot of these vacant spaces that, hey, this would really be supported here because it's a gap. You'd be like, um one of the only games in town to do like a larger restaurant that's actually that's open for dinner. We have several sit down establishments. Um, they're really wonderful that um, mostly cater to like a breakfast and lunch lunch Mm -hmm. crowd or like close relatively early into the evening. So that's what one of the like main categories that we're looking for. Okay. Okay. So what about um, in terms of the, commercial quarter i mean uh, typically when people think of germantown they think of germantown avenue um chelton avenue are there any other major commercial arteries in the neighborhood that fall under your jurisdiction um can you just tell people a little bit more about maybe some of the geographic boundaries of the quarter management program in germantown yeah totally so our focus um for the most part, as we, we try to drive a lot of focus to what is known as the Central Germantown Business District. 
And that is the primary artery. It's bounded by Germantown Avenue and Chelan. It encompasses parts of Wayne. Um, it encompasses parts of Pulaski. It encompasses parts of Green. And also where we sit right now, Maplewood Mall is included in that. And so um, this is a central area of focus. We um, also, though, support businesses throughout Germantown. And so Germantown United has had a special initiative for the last two years um, looking at lower Germantown Avenue. And so we've started that kind of, we work with another local organization called the Germantown Special Services District and their boundaries for Germantown Avenue going below Chelton ended at Coulter. So we were looking at Coulter to Berkeley, um, which was an area that um, has not been receiving any kind of like direct services uh, to support businesses. So we've been doing more work in lower Germantown. Um, I, uh, I kind of have like, it's interesting because that part of Germantown, it, it doesn't have a name. Like do the business districts districts don't really have different names, but I've, I, for our workload, like work in four zones. Um, so the central business district is one. The lower Germantown Avenue business district is another. Um, the Wayne Junction area is another. Wayne Avenue is another. Um, and then there's this little bit of a no man's land that's above Chelan, um, kind of past the high school. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, is like another. And, uh, I'd be remiss for not including East Chelton and also um, Chelton, the Chelton and Chew area. Mm -hmm. um, that is part of Germantown as well, but that is um, that is an era, a commercial area that feels very distinctly different, and we don't um, currently have a presence there. Which isn't to say that um, we couldn't include that area as we expand mm -hmm. but like i said any business that comes our way that is looking for assistance with applications or financial um support that's another mm -hmm. thing we do we refer people to different financing options and educational classes um as well um we're here to help okay good so I know that you have several um, businesses that you've worked with over the years, but are there some really um, particular success stories that you'd like to share with our audience um, in terms of a, a challenge that they were facing and you or Germantown United was really able to help that company, that small business break through whatever log jam or challenge they were, they were facing? Is there any recent example? You know, that's a really good question. And... It's something that I'm actually going to have to, it, it's interesting because no one's ever really asked me that, like not in a report. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I, it, this is an interesting dilemma that we have actually, because we do a lot of work with businesses that involve sensitive information or things that they might not really want okay. the public to generally mm. know about, like if there are financial issues or um, like break-ins like that people aren't publicizing mm, okay um necessarily um but that's actually something that i should think about in my conversations with businesses after we've resolved something 
asking them, hey, can I share this story? As a case study. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Because because um, I think like the residential community in Germantown, which benefits from this work, um, d- is not as tapped into the day-to-day of what I'm doing right, within right. the commercial district. Um, so and you have to celebrate, celebrate yeah, your wins, yeah. celebrate your wins. No, totally. Yeah. I mean, so the main things that like, it's very easy for me to talk about are the storefront improvement program mm-hmm, projects. Mm-hmm. Um, well, talk about the, the Ultima, um, coffee. Cause that, that location had been vacant or not in use for a number of years. And now it's really like a prime corner. Yeah. I mean, how exciting is that? Who knew that Germantown would like go from no to three coffee shops. I mean, there are other places you can get coffee. I like to get coffee at B&B breakfast as well when I just want like a straight up cup of coffee and some some eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like we've got Uncle Bobby's now. We've got Germantown Espresso Bar, which is right next door to the studio. And now we have Ultimo Coffee. Um, yeah, that was, that was a huge project. It was a complete gut job. But I actually, um, I want to switch and tell you about another one since oh, sure, we talked sure. about that a little bit already i mean so people should go check it out it's at wayne and rittenhouse um go check do like a coffee house tour because uh, it's interesting yeah. i feel like coffee they, house crawl they all have like <laughs> different offerings and different aesthetics um and are all solid businesses um but yeah welcome to the neighborhood ultimo um you'll see a lot of people in plaid I'm just going to tell you that now. Um, no, no dissing. And in fact, like I'm, I'm not dissing. I'm just, I'm just saying somebody else told me that too. Um, <laughs> so another cool project that uh, was part of SIP and that's been in the works for a long time is also on lower Germantown Avenue. It's called firehouse arts and it's at 5231 Germantown Avenue. You'll know this building if I describe it. So it's at the corner of uh, Germantown Ave and Bringhurst, across the street from the Dominican hair salon. And it's like this huge red brick building. And it looks like it has a Star of David on the top. So a lot of people call it the Jewish firehouse. It's actually not a Star of David. It's the symbol for like fire and water um, that like looks the same. Um, and it used to be a firehouse and this building had been like rotting with like trees growing out of it. I remember when I toured it a couple years ago and I didn't have a hard hat and I was like, we're going to die. We're going to fall <laughs> oh through God. this stairwell. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it finally got bought and the person who bought it is a Germantown resident and also an architect. And this is a bit of their like labor of love project. And they are renovating it. And if you go by now, you'll see it's got all new windows. It's really already starting to look like polished. One of the huge fire doors is off right now. Um, It's boarded up, but um, that's because they're completely rebuilding it. It's going to be gorgeous. And the entire space is, um, is being turned into artist studios. Um, Kind of like the a co-working model, though, where they have shared access to, like, a kitchen and um, some other types of spaces. There'll be two ground floor spaces as well. Um, and I believe the intent is for businesses that have a little bit more of a public-facing 
uh, work to go in those spaces. And so like that project has been really complicated um, because it's a building that's on like the National Historic Register, but not the local. So there were a lot of extra questions about their application. And of course, like, you know, well, it's not on the local, but because of like the funding stream. So commerce gets their money from a couple different places Mm -hmm. as well. And this particular money was connected to the state. And so that means that they had to consider still the national register. Um, so but, we worked that out, though. Yeah, you um, helped them navigate all of that. Yeah. Like, we had a kind of significant back and forth, but, like, it really, I kind of fought hard for that one because, really, like, if these people weren't doing the project that they're doing right now, in a couple years, that building probably would have been demolished. Okay. Okay. And a lot of investors looked it over. And, and didn't on. really mm-hmm. feel like it would be worth it for them, like the return on investment. And so you need, for buildings like that, you need a buyer that is, like, invested in the community mm-hmm. and um, wants to do something different. Um, so, yeah, so that one, like, really pay attention within the next year. Um, I think it's going to be a great that's good. So in, in addition to your current job, you also serve on the advisory board for the Citizens Planning Institute, which is an I- initiative of the Philadelphia City Planning Commission. And you're also on the strategic vision team for the Healthy Row House Project. Can you tell us more about either one of those initiatives? Yeah. So Citizens Planning Institute is awesome. Um, it is uh, like... It's, it's basically like a class um, for civic advocates that are interested in like kind of grow, um, amplifying their work. So it gives you a crash course in like kind of some of the meatier topics that people who are doing um, grassroots community development work in their neighborhoods like need to know about mm-hmm. in order to not only like have a seat at the table, but maybe take the seat at the table and like know what they're talking Mm -hmm, about. mm -hmm. So it gives you like crash courses in zoning, um, all sorts of other issues. And it's really totally awesome. Um, And I encourage folks to apply. We've had a lot of Germantown residents go through the program. Um, I was just meeting with someone yesterday who was like, I just got into the Citizens Planning Institute. I'm so excited. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, Because we need like more of those people. Um, and more people to participating and learning more and learning how to grow their work. Um, and actually any citizen planners out there, I was thinking that we should have some kind of meetup of like all past Germantown graduates, um, see how we can continue to work together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that organization, uh, what's the website for people that are interested in, in citizens planning Institute? Is that like a twice a year enrollment where people can enter or is that every week? How does that work? Um, I'm Googling it right okay. now. Cause okay. like, I don't, I feel like the, I, I think the website is just like citizens planning Institute.org. Okay. But it is, um, but Google it. It's under the planning commission. Um, so it's city run and it is, uh, twice a year. Um, 
or is it three times? I'm going to get in trouble if I okay, like but <laughs> misspeak. Um, it's but people have to apply. People it's have to definitely apply to... twice a year. Mm-hmm. And yes, you do have to apply. The application's easy. Um, I think it's like a hundred bucks, um, but they also do scholarships and you can get recommendations. Mm-hmm. So like if you're in Germantown and you're applying and you're interested, um, definitely let me know. Um, I can talk to you about it and and likely submit a, rep, a recommendation. I've done that a bunch of times. Um, that doesn't guarantee entry, but, you know, it can't it helps. hurt. It helps it be a friend hurt. of Emily. It can't <laughs> hurt. I'm always advocating for Germantown. I'm like, I want two Germantown people in every session. That's great. Let's make that happen. That's great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, but they also do some one-offs um, trainings. I know, like, they're gearing up to do some, like, neighborhood walks and neighborhood tours with past graduates. We're trying to put one together in Germantown. Oh, okay. good um probably in july i think we're gonna do it that sounds good um yeah so it's like a great resource and also um even if you don't take the class they have lots of educational materials and tip guides on their website so definitely look them up um i was just trying to like get the exact address but my my internet crapped out Okay. So sorry. And then the Healthy Row House Project. Yeah, what, the Healthy that, Row House Project. That That's interesting. Um, well, we're actually just, we're about to celebrate because, so, so the Healthy Row House Project was an advocacy project aimed at um, basically getting more resources um, available to homeowners to make improvements to their homes so that people can stay in their homes. Um, with the, one of the goals being, you know, Philadelphia actually has a really high percentage of low income homeowners and the city is growing and changing. And one way to prevent displacement is for people to own their homes and for people to stay in their homes. Um, and we also have an aging housing stock. Um, huge percentage of homes have been built before 1950. Um, the house that I grew up on on West Rockland Street is 100 years old. When we bought it, it was not in perfect condition then. So, you know, it needs a lot of work now. Um, so this is uh, a big issue and there needed to be more resources available for um for homeowners, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, like people working, but like just can't make enough to really keep everything together. And so um, this project it was years long. Uh, we were able to get enough funding to hire an executive director who really fueled the work. Um, the amazing Jill Roberts. Hi, Jill. Um, and... She developed a partnership with Clarify, which is a financial um, support. Well, I don't really know their exact mission, but I can tell you what they do because I went there before when I needed help with my student loans. They do a lot of financial counseling, helping people um, plan for the future, but also like resolve past issues like student loan debt um, or like the need to raise your credit score, Mm -hmm. all those types Mm -hmm. of things. Um, And the city just announced... um, a program called Restore, Repair, Renew. And this is a loan program with a very low interest rate specifically 
to support making repairs to your homes. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is not the 100% direct result of the Healthy Row House Project, but this is what we were working on. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, so look up, um, look up, uh, what's it called again? Restore, repair, renew. I'm like used to talking about (laughs) Healthy Row House Projects, so I'm like, I got to learn new language. But it's amazing. I mean, you can get um, basically, so the city has already negotiated with the lenders and locked in the lenders. That's the thing. That's the. I mean, mm -hmm. this is like the trouble that people um, face is this has already been done. The lenders are secured and the terms are secured. So like select lenders are going to offer 10 year loans at 3% fixed interest, um, from anywhere between 2,500 to $24,999. Wow. That's great. Yeah. That's great. It's really, really significant. Now, one of the challenges of course is, excuse me, the credit requirements. Um, it was a little higher than we were advocating for, but the good thing is the tools exist to help bring people up. Right. So Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So if this is something that interests you and you want to take advantage of it and your credit score, I think they're looking the, the lowest is 580. Your credit score falls below that. You can see a financial counselor who will help you um, put together a plan to get to raise that up mm-hmm. a couple notches. Mm-hmm. And if you need a financial counselor and you don't know where to go, you can actually call Germantown United and we'll set that up for you too. Okay. We do that kind of work as well. We do, a, we're doing more around housing preservation um, and uh, supporting both people facing foreclosure, but also supporting first time home buyers. Great. So that's a nice segue back to Germantown United Talk a little bit more about how folks can support the work you're doing now. If local residents want to volunteer um, or work with you, what's the best way for them to get involved right now? So, um, I mean, one way everyone can support the work we're doing and support the community is to talk positively about Germantown everywhere you go. Um, A big challenge that we face is a perception and narrative about Germantown that I would say most Germantowners I know don't share. And so we need that like positivity out there. Um, If you go to a business that you like say, Hey, have you considered opening a second location? You should consider Germantown. Tell people why Um, you can refer anybody to our office. I get referrals um, like that as well. Um, It was interesting. I went to visit a business in East falls recently Um and that connection came from a local resident who went there and was like, this business would be like dynamite in Germantown. You need to talk to these people, got their information, oh, then called me, then gave me their information. Then I went there and I was like, yeah, people in Germantown talking about this place. What do you know about Germantown? And we had a whole conversation. So like we do that kind of stuff too. Um, but the way to connect Uh, Of course, we do like some public programming. All that information is available on our website, GermantownUnitedCDC.org. And you guys are expanding, right? So you're looking to bring on in terms of in addition to volunteers. Yeah. You're also looking to hire. Yeah, we're hiring for a business development manager right now. This individual 
um, will work primarily with businesses um, providing supportive services. So if you know anyone, the application is on our website right now. It's uh, rolling. Um, so, you know, it'll be up until we find the right fit. So, yeah, check that out and spread the word. Um, you can also sign up for our newsletter, and that's where we would share information about volunteer opportunities. We just had our board retreat, and there'll be actually way more opportunities for volunteering down the road in a bit more of a structured way. I mean, we're always looking for help, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, our board is uh, very energized, and they are like reestablishing a couple different committees. Um, and the way the committees work is a board member uh, co-leads the committee and then um, they're responsible for like filling it with volunteers that don't have to be board members. Oh, okay. Um, so it's another way for uh, Germantown residents and stakeholders um, like maybe don't have the time or don't really mm-hmm. want to be a board right, member right. to like really help influence our work. Um, and, and drive the work. Okay. And obviously you guys are active on social media. So we're, we're, we're the best locations on the web for people to. Yeah. So we, we, um, focus, I do the social media, um, and boy, social media is crazy. Um, but the, I focus most of our social media efforts on Facebook, uh, because that is where we see the most return and the most activity. Um, within Germantown and we also have a Twitter um and also Instagram and Instagram's growing so I'm trying to do more Good. Instagram because I see more people using it mm-hmm. that's great. um so we're trying to be like like responsive to what people are using like I don't have Snapchat for Germantown <laughs> um but maybe I should yeah I don't that know. could be a whole you, other job you you let me know <laughs> if right. that's what you want um and we're trying to do more um there too uh, with like telling again positive stories mm-hmm. um, about Germantown, but also sharing information. Like for example, if you if you have if you're um, like a block captain or you're a member of a civic association or your business is having a special event, we advertise all that kind of stuff. Anything that comes our way or anything that we find out about organically. Um, we've got a window display in our office. We've got a whole shelf of flyers. Um, People come in all the time and take materials. Uh, People who manage message boards at community gardens and other spaces around the um, neighborhood often will come and just get like a fresh haul of flyers from us because it's a one-stop shop. So send us your flyers. Um, I just got uh, requested a flyer for an interesting forum that's being planned uh or a teaching rather okay um that's being planned i believe it's april 20th uh about gentrification from the group uh great and men who care of germantown um and i asked them for their flyer because i thought this, oh, this is a really interesting yeah. topic it should be supported um so i'm gonna print that out mm-hmm. later when i get to the office put that up in the window and i'll have some copies available for people who want to distribute them too well this has been great today we've been talking with emily doley Quarter Manager for Germantown United. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today and learning more about the work you're doing with local businesses. Thank you for coming in. Thanks. So that's all for now. Uh, by the way, if you want to get more info about the Jumpstart program, uh, please visit gojumpstart.org or jumpstartgermantown.com. I'll be back again next Friday. 
Same time, same place. Can I add something? Sure, sure. So I also get calls for people who think that we run the Jumpstart program, and we don't. But that's cool. I just send people your way. Good, good. No, yeah, we definitely symbiotic, (laughs) symbiotic. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. So, folks, uh, we'll be back again next Friday with a different interview. So until then, have a great weekend, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.